This is an advert for BetterHelp. So if you're listening to this podcast and thinking there are things I need to unlock in order to overcome emotional eating, then BetterHelp is for you. BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is an online platform that connects you to a suited therapist. You answer a few questions about yourself and the angle you want to focus on, and they will match you with a therapist. You can switch if you want to, completely free of charge if your first match is not a good fit. And I personally know that starting therapy can be overwhelming. I was so scared and ashamed in my first few months. But then when I realized how it changed my life, I wanted everyone to benefit from this magic too. So with better help, there is less friction to start therapy. I will put the link in the show notes with all the details. Basically, it's betterhelp.com slash EEM. And by using this link, you help support my podcast and you get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. And I truly believe that therapy will help you understand the layers of your emotional eating. And as I say, it all starts with awareness, awareness and awareness. So for 10% off your first month, you just need to click on the link in the show notes or visit betterhelp.com slash EEM. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this channel. Welcome to Emotional Eating with Marilyn. My name is Marilyn Raffi and I am a pharmacist and have a PhD in genetics. I also have a subspecialty in the complications of diabetes and have been working in the pharmaceutical industry for almost a decade now. In season two of the podcast, we still aim to overcome our emotional eating behavior, but this time it is through our actions. In season one, we were more focusing on the thinking and understanding of our behavior. And of course, as in season one, I still see clients on a one-to-one basis. All information will be linked in the show notes. Okay, so today I want to talk about perfectionism, what it is and what it is not. Because I know there's a lot of hype or talk about it. Some people actually think it's a disguised quality. You know, some people say that, oh, I'm a perfectionist means I'm like actually perfect or I only accept perfection and nothing less. However, really perfectionism itself, really, really what it is, is not that. And it can bring a lot of suffering and can cause a lot of emotional eating. So let's discuss about this today. And as I mentioned, uh, you know, in season two, it's all about uh, actions. Uh, So to start start off this episode, what I would recommend if you want as an action is to get a book, any workbook on perfectionism, uh, a workbook basically with questions and exercises and things like that. You can find anyone online, just find the one that, uh, you know, attracts you the most. Um, And it would actually really help you understand this behavior for yourself and work on it Uh, but what I will do is I will give you tools throughout this episode tools related to uh, perfectionism and emotional eating which is something I don't think you will be you will find in another workbook But before that, did you know that actually a very small proportion of you guys that are listeners actually subscribe and review my podcast? And in order to spread the message and grow the show, I would love it if you could leave a review, share with a friend and subscribe to the podcast. Okay, first things first, what is perfectionism? 
as the word mentions it, it's really wanting to achieve perfection in your life, in your actions, in your behaviors, expectations of yourself and others, etc. And to give you an example, specifically around emotional eating, you know what, actually, I'll give you two examples, one related to food and one that is not related to food. So the first one related to food is when you expect, for example, from yourself to have a perfect diet, there's a list of things you can or cannot do, can eat or cannot eat, timings, etc. And if you don't achieve them or you don't do them, then you feel a lot of pain, a lot of self-judgment, self-hatred, deceptions, and all those emotions. Those emotions that are very uncomfortable, unpleasant, and sometimes and very, very often actually not helpful. And those emotions which are really strong, the feelings inside are really strong, and I'm sure you felt them uh, one, one way or another in your life, they will actually either make you stop taking uh, you know, care of yourself altogether, which is called self-sabotage, and it's actually a way to, if you want, punish yourself because you were not good enough, you didn't eat what you should have eaten at the right time, the right quantity, all those things. And they will make you or get closer or, you know, they will make you feel guilty, feeling ashamed, feeling that you hate yourself. And it would be really, really like strong inside of you just because you were not perfect in the way of like, or you didn't eat the perfect way. And what would happen, uh, weirdly enough, is that they will make you eat even more because what you could do is, you know, having those strong emotions that you want to soothe with food, and this is emotional uh, eating. And, uh, however, on the other side, on the other side of the spectrum, these uh, emotions can actually make you restrict food and not eat. Uh, and here I would refer you to the episode of anorexia. It doesn't have to be fully fully fledged anorexia for you, but you could also restrict food because you feel you are not good enough in terms of what you eat, the time of the day, uh, you know, the amount, as I said, etc. So it's either or, and sometimes they can uh, happen at the same time. Uh, you know, you could have binge and restrictions, binge restrict, and it's a vicious cycle. And here I want to say that I'm not going to go into details of uh, fully-fledged clinical eating disorders, but, uh, you know, I just want to guide you, especially for those that don't have like a medical condi conditions that uh, is related to eating behavior. My aim here is to really help you and navigate this perfectionism. Yes, because actually what I found is that there's a big proportion of you guys and the general population that actually don't have an fully-fledged and eating disorder, a clinical uh, eating disorder or a medical condition. So therefore, in the guidelines, you wouldn't or they wouldn't be referred to healthcare professional because they don't fit, you know, the clinical condition. But still, you need a lot of guidance and, you know, help you deal with your emotions and, you know, life in a way that's not through food. Okay, so I know I digressed a little bit, but uh, that was the example of perfectionism linked to what we eat, our behavior, eating behaviors. But the perfectionism and this behavior can be seen in all aspects of life. 
for example, if you find yourself not being perfect in any kind of tasks at your, uh, you know, at your job, with your kids, with your partner, even with your friends, then these emotions of like being less than will be so unbearable that you might probably want to soothe it with food. And I guess if you're listening to my podcast, food is one of your biggest coping mechanism of life. So whenever something happens, you you will go to food. So yes, basically for perfectionists, if you want the requirements that you put on yourself are so high, the expectations are so high that, you know, you expect perfection. It's like, not even 100% you expect of yourself, you expect of yourself 120%. And if you don't reach that level, even if you reach like the 90% mark, the perfectionist, if it's one of you, for example, you will be very unsatisfied and you will see it as failure. Even 90% will be failure for you. So you can see how perfectionism can cause uh, internal suffering because if 90% is considered a failure then you know all of life can be seen as a failure and perfectionists actually you know start um, showing some symptoms or some behaviors one of the biggest one is um, procrastination basically in uh, perfectionist people perfectionist or procrastination I mean is a tool that we use when we realize that we are not going to be able to do a task perfectly so just facing this horrible feeling very uncomfortable feeling that you know I'm not going to be able to finish this task perfectly is so unbearable that I prefer not to start it all together and for me, I think it's important to discuss this because there's a lot of preconception about procrastination. Uh, you know, some people say that it's for the lazy people, not the serious and things like that. But actually, no, it's just because people are facing, uh, you know, uh, you know, this horrible feeling, okay, I won't be able to do it. And it could be something very simple, like you receive an email and you don't really know how to answer, you want to answer the perfect answer, and you know you're not going to be able to do it, so you just don't answer. And some people say, why haven't you answered the email like two days later? And people start getting upset at you. But actually it's because you were afraid to send an email that's not 100% or 120% in terms of quality. Another sign of, if you want a symptom of perfectionism, is actually being very defensive, not uh, accepting any remark, any reproach of anyone. So, for example, if you are in an argument with your partner, and let's say uh, they say something quite basic, like, why didn't you close the lid of the milk bottle? This might trigger you a lot and cause a lot of pain. This might put you kind of in touch with the possibility that you are not perfect and you might become very aggressive in your answer it's like just you know why you know this like closing the lid of the milk bottle can like generate a huge fight in your couple it's just because you don't want to be less than perfect and also actually people that are perfectionists and very importantly it's a very important sign if you want are quote-unquote control freaks i don't really like this terminology control freaks it's quite judgmental but i feel it's one that is commonly used and so you will understand what i mean by that 
So perfectionists actually really like to have control over their life, the life of their kids, the life of their surroundings, because otherwise, if they don't have this full control, it's not perfect. And for them, if it's not perfect, then it means it's really bad. So you would probably see this in mothers that get really triggered and very upset that, you know, their kids are doing small things, small behaviors. And, you know, from an external perspective, it's okay. But for them and for the perfectionist person, the control freak, if you want, it's a really big deal. So what I would like to do is to really explain to you guys where this is coming from, the root cause, because this is how we can really change and work on ourselves, specifically in the context of emotional eating. Uh, you know, if you want to, you feel you often want to soothe the, this feeling of inadequacy, of being less than perfect, which is actually being less than perfect is being human. Uh, if you really soothe it with food, then this is a big cause of emotional eating. And here I will redirect you to one of my episodes of the Japanese art of imperfection called the wabi-sabi, and I will link it in the show notes. So where does perfectionism come from? So like any behavior, there is a few factors that uh, cause this behavior to, to start, if you want. There is the aspect of a childhood, which is psychology, which uh, this is what I'm going to talk about. There's also genetics, of course, but I don't think and I haven't heard uh, that there's any genes identified in perfectionism. Uh, we have yet to discover it. Um, there is uh, another discipline or another reason is like the societal and the cultural, uh, you know, influences. In some countries, maybe there is uh, more expectation to be perfect, etc., than in others. There's a mold that you can, you should fit more than others. So there is a few aspects that can cause perfectionism. I'm going to focus on the one that I think is the predominant one, which is the one that roots in childhood. Um, and, you know, comes from our parents. And actually, many people that are perfectionists either did not receive the unconditional love that they want, or they had very harsh and demanding parents. What do I mean by unconditional love? Basically, is being loved for whoever you are, whatever you do, whatever you achieve. So really being loved for you and not what you've done. So this could have been either a parent that wanted to kind of live through their kids. In psychology, they say that the parents sometimes they see their kids as extension of themselves and not their own identity. So, for example, if a parent really valued physical appearances uh, and the way one presents themselves in society through clothes, through etiquette, etc., and let's say they had a child that didn't care about it or was not the way the parents wanted them to be in a society, in their clothes, etc., then there is a big possibility that the child with time, with age, will overcompensate and become extra focused on what looks and appearance were because they got a lot of um, negative uh, reproaches, feedback, comments from their parents that they're not good enough in terms of those factors, let's say clothes, etc. So they will overcompensate to feel they're good in good enough and then with time you will always see them very well dressed well behaved in a way kind of perfect because actually 
in order to receive love and attention and affection from the parent, they had to be that way. So for them, they didn't receive unconditional love, they received conditional love. I will love you, I will take care of you, I will praise you, etc. Only if uh, you act a certain way, you dress a certain way, your uh, weight, like you, your body looks a certain way. So then what, what do kids want? Kids, the only thing they want is the love of their parents because being loved means you're going to survive, you're going to be taken care of. And kids are very smart. Humans are very smart. We just know what we have to do in order to receive love. But the thing is that with time, with age, we even if we don't need those survival mechanisms, we keep them because we've trained them for years and decades. So we're not even conscious of them. So I guess one of the, uh, you know, the the reasons of this podcast is to bring the self-awareness. Are you trying to be perfect in a specific way because it brought you uh, love from one of your parents? And actually, do you still need to be that way now in your adulthood? You could also have parents that are not interested, if you want, in the looks. They're interested in grades. So even if you had very, very high grades, uh, but it was not the best one that you could possibly have, your parents, one parent, will be not satisfied. This will translate also in your adulthood as being a very high achiever and a perfectionist in some ways. Even, as I mentioned, sending an email that is not uh, perfect could trigger you. Uh, you could procrastinate things because deep down, being not perfect, uh, you know, means I'm not going to receive love. So I, ca- I guess you get the gist of it. So that's it for today's episode. And in conclusion, perfectionism is just a feeling or the behavior of being less than perfect is not good enough. And this will translate in different aspects of your life, Uh, you know, physical appearance, behaviors, controlling others' behaviors, controlling your life, etc. can bring a lot of suffering, can cause emotional eating, because very often you will find yourself less than perfect. Uh, So you know, because this is part of being human. So you will want to compensate this uncomfortable feeling of not being good enough uh, with food. So I guess in terms of action, the most important thing is to uh, have the self-awareness and realize that this was a protective mechanism and that you don't need it anymore and try to notice it as much as possible in your everyday, uh, you know, day-to-day life. Uh, as I mentioned, so many uh, workbooks uh, online that you can find. Just use the one that you, you know, uh, you know, attracts you if you want. And if you enjoy this episode, as I mentioned, if you can subscribe, leave a review, share it to friend, share it to fr- with a friend, because as I mentioned, it really helps with the algorithm. And otherwise, I will see you next Friday, five a.m. UK time.